Hello, and welcome back to Error Code Coffee. Yes, we're here. Where are we? We're here. In the podcast world. I'm curious. Like, do you consider us being inside your device? Are we actually like small people in your device? When you open the podcast app, am I inside it? Yes. Okay. And also, I'm curious what people use for their podcasts. Uh, like to listen to a, to a podcast. Well, we can ask, but we can also just look at the statistics, I guess. Yeah, but does it say everything? Some people, I don't know, maybe. I think our website is doing well, actually, our landing is, page. Is it? Nice. It's easy that's, to share. That's good to hear. Yeah. Whoa. Did you know we have 33 Spotify followers? What? No. Yeah. It, it says it right here. But who are you? <laughs> Why are you people? Yeah. <laughs> Who are you people? Why are you listening to our podcast? That's not that's not allowed. <laughs> this is my personal diary. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so for today we had an idea of um since we're web developers, we use a lot of resources because our our jobs are constantly changing. They're they're evolving, if you want to call it that. Um and Getting all the new information is hard without having a resource. Uh, well, since, yes, and, and since since our our jobs are digital, we don't read as many books as maybe other jobs, like people with other jobs would. I always about, read books. Yeah. I'll I'll just wait and then I read a book about something that happened like a year ago. But not about web dev, right? No, I'm talking about web development. I Wait. just started uh, CSS3 in my life, so uh, I read about that last month. I I, I sense a very faint. Um, uh huh. <laughs> you're being what, sarcastic. What you? Oh no! What me? <laughs> Dude, you and sarcasm. It's it's actually super hard to to, to figure uh, out if you're sarcastic or not. Nice. <laughs> I always yeah, struggle over it. It's sarcasm. Like CSS3 has been out for how long? How long yeah, have you been, been developing in CSS3? Up to the point that you said CSS3, CSS3 I thought you were kind of genuine. <laughs> <laughs> well, mission accomplished, I guess. I was also like, what kind of book writes about web from a year ago? Or like, <laughs> no, that's not what I mean. I mean, like, what kind of book comes out that actually has recent <laughs> a year ago is actually pretty recent for a book <laughs> yeah that's true but for the web developer that's too late yeah exactly so that's exactly why we're going to share some resources mm-hmm. so you don't have to read a book from a year ago yes um yeah so i have a few categories i have articles tools podcasts and inspiration um i want to start with articles because most of our like article articles are pretty much the base of the the, the resources that I use, um, and I'll give you an example. If I want to start a new project and I'm using a new tool or a new technology, uh, I'm going to be looking at the documentation of that technology. But that that's part of it. Another part is how do you actually use it. Um, some sometimes there's a good uh, like good doc- documentation for the tool or the technology, but other times you kind of have to figure it out yourself. 
finding a community that actually works with the tooling or the technology that you want to use is probably the best resource because they figured out all the gotchas and all the things that you should and shouldn't do. Um, I, and I noticed that if the, if the, if you can find a resource that also is an authority on the on the internet, like for example, uh, Mozilla from the browser, Mozilla Firefox. Not Mozilla. Hmm, uh, that's an authority on my diet. <laughs> yeah, it sure is. But no, not mozzarella. <laughs> it's uh, uh, and I was also think, thinking about like um, uh, Google with Chrome and like all their web projects. They actually have a, a bit of a say in how the web evolves. Well, a bit. I think they have like a really big say. Yeah, I'm, I was yeah. just being, you know, nice. Nice, nice to Google. Yeah, you know, if if Google wants to sponsor us one day, you got to be nice. Oh yeah, that's true. Oh, Google has like a really light influence on the internet. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're very nice, and they listen to everyone, and they yes. don't have their own strong opinions that actually only helps no. themselves. No, or, and or they, the they don't like censor or block anything. Yeah, they don't they don't ruin applications on the internet just so Chrome has an advantage over other browsers. Uh, yeah. No. No. And also like they don't like create web apps or like Google Plus and then just disband it or discontinue it like a few years later. No, they're they're genuine and honest and nice. Thank you, Google. Thank you for Stadia, Google. Thank you for everything. Anyway, let's get back to the point. Um, there, there are companies and people who are actually involved in molding and shaping the internet. And it's nice to find resources that are written by them. Yeah. One article resource place, if you want to call it that, is Mozilla Developer Network. MDN for short, and uh, I frequent it a lot. Uh, it, it's kind of something that when you start Googling about any web topic, you might get a result that is on MDN, which is developer.mozilla.org, uh, not mozzarella. And they call their articles references or guides. Uh, references are kind of like you pick any topic like HTML, CSS, JavaScript, JavaScript, HTTP, web APIs, and they have categories, subcategories, and they go into the technology, the way that that technology should be used, syntax, uh, gotchas, I don't know. They have so much information, and a lot of it is about the front end, I feel like. Yeah. And that makes sense, because they're a browser. They're not a, <laughs> a web server. Uh, another art article uh, resource that I like to use is web.dev. And that's actually the Google version of MDN. That's how I see it, at least. And they call their own articles patterns or explore. It's not really the same as MDN, to be completely honest. But they have some articles that are more, more uh, technique-based and not about the result. Uh, if you start Googling things about... How do you use a specific technology? Uh, okay, let me find an example. <laughs> For example, the security of your website or your, or your project. Where do you start? What do you do? How do you measure the impact of some vulnerabilities? 
that, that's a pretty tec technical uh, topic, but they kind of used, I don't know, like simple, simpler wording than you would find in a security uh, blog or something. Um, they, they also have other things, and it's, it's also a form of inspiration. They have patterns, and they, what they do there is they have an example of something that you might have seen on the internet. For example, specific applications uh, that have animations. Um, for example, how do you animate letters? If, they, if you have a word in HTML or a, a sentence, how do you actually animate the letters separately from each other, like a wave? They have an example of that, and they go into how they do it and how, how you can split it up. And they also have the code, obviously. Yeah, that's. I really like uh, the web.dev uh, for mainly small interactions or like um, uh, like the speed of, of entering, you know, what makes sense, um, entering the screen, like animations and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. um, and, and like the, the, how do you call that? The, the curves of the animations, that's, that's all, like they're really extensive and like nice to reference i think uh when uh, developing mainly uh styling based things yeah I, I agree with that and i have a hard time finding it right now but when you google things about performance and specific uh developer tool toolbar um like lingo terminology that they use in the, in the developer tool, toolbar you might you might be able to find a few resources on web.dev as well. So they go into some different topics, I would say, than MDN. And that's why I think it's still a good resource. Another one is um, Chris Coyer. And he's a name that I think most web developers know, or if you don't, you should probably look him up. He made a website called CSS Tricks. And it's kind of evolved into something bigger than what it started with. It was more like a, the name says it, a place where you can find tricks, how to use CSS in specific ways to actually create something different. And I also think like all the articles were from him alone. Yeah. It was kind of a blog, a personal blog with yeah. all his findings of CSS tricks. <laughs> Nowadays, it's more of a community almost with articles from a lot of people uh, it's mostly based on front end but some of it is also performance and technology and frameworks uh, it's, it's kind of a cool place to just if you have a topic in mind just maybe look uh, like use the search there or use the tags to find maybe what you want to look up um, and I think well, there's also another type of resource from this person, Chris Coyer, that I think you should also maybe have a listen to. Another resource that I like to use is DigitalOcean. And yes, they are a SaaS company. They provide a service. Um, they also have a pretty like extensive resource, like article resource. They, ha they have so many tutorials of how to set up your VPS or specific software on your VPS. If you ever want to work with Linux and you want to set up a backend for your web application, DigitalOcean probably has a tutorial for that. There's so many good and thorough step-by-step -step instructions on how to set up a specific uh, stack of software that I've 
like uh, without it, I would have probably spent 10 hours more or something per, per project at least to s just set up the, the backend. Uh, so f for DigitalOcean, I would, uh, if, if you're ever doing something in the backend and it's web dev related, I would maybe, yeah, look up DigitalOcean. Or hosting related, I guess, like, uh, mm -hmm. uh, yeah, VPS stuff like that. There's one more article slash community that I want to highlight, and that's dev.2. It's a, it's a pretty, I think it got pretty popular nowadays. But when it first started, it was a bit, um, how do you say this nicely? It was a bit sussy. <laughs> I didn't trust all the articles because they were very one-sided. They were mostly written by, by a person who was using a specific technology either because they had to from their boss or they were the writers of that technology or the creators of that technology, like frameworks, etc. And that, that still happens. Yeah, for me, uh, Dev.2 uh, or TO, I don't know what you call it, but uh, for me, it's a bit more like a hectic place, like where, yeah, I don't know. It's also like short articles and, and like just people sharing whatever they have on their mind about the web development. So for me, it's more like a, like a Twitter uh, feed uh, of, of web-related things. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. It's, it's more of a, a community that has, if you have any <laughs> feeling about any topic that is web-related, you can just dump it there. It's more like yes. a brain dump. Yeah, so if you want like to go into discussions and and like, yeah, if you, it, this is the place for stuff like that, mm -hmm. I don't think it's a it's a good place. Well, it can be a good place for specific topics where you want more information, but I think it's a bit more less hard or more hard to find uh, on here like specific uh, topics. I don't know about that. <laughs> I've had different experiences. I, I found very in depth topics about specific use cases of, for example, how do you set up portals in React? And there's really good extensive uh, resources about that. Yeah, it's like uh, I, I've like found those types of articles through Google, like by mm -hmm. accident. But that, that's the fun thing. Like if you go to the website itself and you try to find something, I think it's a bit hectic and hard to find that. But okay. sometimes you just land on it and it's like, oh, this is pretty nice. Mm -hmm. No, I agree. It's, I would maybe use the site colon dev.2 uh, yep. trick on, on Google to, to search through, through the articles on the website. But I think it's still a really good resource for like human-made articles. And yes, yep. they have a bit of flair and a bit of an opinion uh, like throughout the article. It's, it's never like objective, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I think most uh, articles or like <laughs> information sites, I guess, are not. You, you can't just copy paste and, and are like, well, this is it's done now. <laughs> you, you have mm -hmm. to be a bit open minded and also look at other resources to find out if it's uh, the right way to do something. But yeah, in this case, I think you should be a bit extra <laughs> safe and check around. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's it's. Um... It might be a one-sided resource for specific topics. I agree with that. So 
that's that's it for articles for now. Um, there's so many more websites that you can look up articles. <clears throat> Fuck. There are so many other websites that you can look up articles on. And if you have any tips or any websites you use, we're curious about that. So let us know if you have any resources that we've missed. Uh, another category that I want to highlight is tools. And there are so many tools. I have my whole bookmark bar is filled with tools that I use on a daily basis. I'm not going to talk about all of them. What I do want to talk about is something that I think a lot of people sleep on is when they are trying to learn a new framework, uh, they look up the documentation and that makes sense. You look up all the terminology, you look up the documentation, the setup, uh, you do the, the hello world of that framework. And usually that's where you land. And then at least that's where I, where I land. What I would do afterward is start writing, start writing code and stuff like that. And I'll notice that, ah, I don't actually know what I'm doing. So I, every time I get stuck, I start Googling. How do you make a component that has a child inside it, for example? One of the things I've learned, and it took me way too long, is that when there are frameworks, there's usually a whole big stack of demos on GitHub, and they are made by the developers of that framework. It's a great resource to actually find a fully-fledged working application that has a lot of gotchas in it. There's uh, like so many things you can learn from that, from that demo itself that you can spare yourself so many hours just looking through Google, finding, trying to find the right resource or the right terminology to figure out what you're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Another category I want to highlight is podcasts. And yes, they might be there might be podcasts better than ours. <laughs> what? Um, no, stop. Don't promote our podcasts. It, we're not competing, okay? It's not a race. It is a race to one million subscribers. Well, if, if people actually want to support us, they will. And I guess that's an indication of if we're doing great or not. All right. Let's just keep it organic, right? And having a bit of a competition is great, but also I use I use these podcasts as resources myself and I, I like to listen to them. I want to recommend them as well. Uh, one of them is, you've heard his name before, Chris Coyer. He has a, he has a podcast called Shop Talk Show. And if you go to shoptalkshow.com, you can find over 500 episodes they've been doing this for a while. <laughs> he does it with, what's his name again? I'm going to look him up. That's always the case, right? With with The other guy is called Dave Rupert. Yeah. It's kind of nice. I don't know him. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like, there's, there's always that one guy in every production. If, if you have two people working on something, I feel like one of the names is getting more recognition than the other. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but Dave is also less vocal on the internet, if you want to call it that. Hmm. He doesn't have a cssstricks.com website, you know? And that, that does that does help with getting more popular. Yeah, sure. So shoptalkshow.com actually is 
a podcast about a lot of topics on the internet. It's not just web dev. It's also the things we talk about. Maybe not as, as varied as our podcast, but it is definitely more human than just technological things on the, on the internet. And I feel like the experiences that Chris and Dave have, the experiences they share with their listeners are usually very genuine when they, when they notice that something is, doesn't feel right, or they never actually learn something, they, they don't act like they're smarter than they are, which I really like. Yeah. They, they seem humble in a way. Um, they also give off an air of friendliness. I like their voices. So that's, that's a good thing. So if you want to listen to more podcasts, if you have time for that, yeah, definitely add it to the list of podcasts you listen to because we're on number one, right? Yes. We're on the first spot in your podcast listening experience every week. Another podcast I want to talk about is from West Boss. That's actually a guy that is pretty friendly as well. <laughs> He has a lot of good resources and he actually, he makes projects that teach you how to use specific frameworks or technologies. Like when ES6 first came out, he made a whole digital book with videos and tutorials about how to use that. You do have to pay for his resources. Usually, uh, he has a few free resources as well. And I guess the podcast could be one of them. Syntax.fm is his podcast. I don't know if he does it like with a co-host usually, but he usually does have somebody talking. <laughs> I don't know if it's if if it's actually like a double hosted podcast. Uh, it is apparently. Yeah, who's yeah. This, who's the uh, second guy? Scott Tolinsky. I don't know who that is. That's what I'm saying. Like it's always the second guy <laughs> that <laughs> you don't know about. <laughs> I'm guessing that's me in this podcast. What? Who knows me? <laughs> I don't know. Your name is easier to pronounce. Yeah, that's true. So it's like, yeah, Gideon and some, some Murta or something. <laughs> you just need a nickname, I think. Yeah. Should I yeah. just call myself Dave or Bob? Yeah. Oh, please. No, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, why not? Uh, that's a long story for another time. <laughs> I'm curious now myself. Okay. Syntax.fm or Syntax.fm. They, they talk about a lot of things. Uh, it's a bit more technical, I would say, than it's a bit more technical than a shop talk show or our own podcast. Uh, they have specific technologies they talk about or specific like web related topics. If it's less technical, it's going to be about your goals for achieving specific career points. I think it's a great resource. Uh, his voice is less friendly, sadly. I feel like he's, he has a very high-pitched voice, and I have a thing against high-pitched voices. Oh, no. Yeah, I'm one of those guys. But I think it's still a really fun podcast to listen to if you want to listen to technology, like web dev-related technology. It's amazing. Go check it out, and um, hope you'll have fun. But don't forget us. <laughs> We're number one. Yeah. Another category I want to talk about is inspiration. I feel like something that we should acknowledge is the web is a place where you copy and paste a lot. You don't reinvent the wheel. You shouldn't. Why would you? 
it's a waste of time and you probably aren't getting paid enough to actually innovate. They just want some website to perform as good as another website. Okay, that's a bit short-sighted to call it like that, but I think inspiration is a good way to get inspired to create something beautiful uh, that somebody else has already thought thoroughly out. There are some animations and designs that you just have to spend so much time and energy on to just only get to function properly. Mm-hmm. And I feel that there are resources, there are resources that help you achieve your goals quicker by providing you with in-depth articles about how, how some techniques are achieved on the internet, animations, some design choices, uh, some, I don't know, artistic interactions, things that you would normally, you know, you wouldn't use just HTML and CSS for. There's some more involved techniques to achieve that. Uh, I like code drops personally, and I think anyone who is kind of a front-ender knows about code drops. Yeah, I've also used it like a lot in the past. How did you use it? Well, mainly just looking for ideas how to do something or like uh, I have like an interaction idea or, or like a visual idea and I'll just look at code drops for if they have anything like that so I can get like a bit of an inspiration on how to do that. Yeah, that makes sense. I like using it almost like an ingredient bucket. It's like something that I'm still exploring the the style, the look, the yeah. effects. And Code Drops kind of gives me a hint of like, if I have this medium, an image, a video, a, a big typo- typography text, how do I use it? And what kind of options are there? And it's pretty cool because a lot of their designs and a lot of their designs and animations are very, very customized and and like very. Uh, they they spend a lot of time on it to just get it there and make it look very sleek and and sexy. Yeah, they're really out there, like really unique. Also, mm-hmm. it's like designs and and techniques that you would spend years on to develop, and they they offer it for free. And I feel like it's a great resource to just get inspired. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a good website to make the next accessible, I don't know, government website with. No, probably not. But it is a fun way to explore what's what's like possible on the internet. This is so much more than just buttons and text. And if you want to be more artistic on the internet, want to see what other people are creating uh, and how, how they use technologies that you might not use like WebGL, 3JS and, and some crazy things, crazy JavaScript. Or, or even like like just CSS, but just combined in such a way that it creates something crazy. Yeah, true. They, they have a they have a, like a design style that makes you think, damn, this has been designed actually yeah. <laughs> and not and not just based on uh, syntactically correct HTML and CSS, not just that, but it's also based on look and feel and a personality, and I like that. Another inspiration resource I use, and I think a lot of developers use, is Dribbble. Do you use Dribbble? Uh, yeah, I used to I used to use it a, a lot, like almost daily, but uh, that was mainly when I was developing um, like 
well, the front end, like really styling front end uh, and also designing a bit. Um, but yeah, so like, like right now I don't use it a lot because I'm mainly working on uh, web applications, so that's less uh, less okay. less design based, I guess. Yeah, it's it's a great resource, and um, uh, right now there's there's a lot on it. <laughs> I I don't know how you filter through all that, but <laughs> that's a good question. There's a lot on there, but there's also like there's there's really good designs and like ideas that you can just kind of like oh hey that's so that's how they do that maybe I can like implement it this way you know yeah I think what I use Dribble for is design patterns I think that's the main reason I'm on Dribble is figuring out if I have this this specific data set I don't know a table with an image and I have like these these kind of columns. How do I use something else than just a table element in my HTML <laughs> to represent all this data? And how do I actually make it look sleek? And Dribble has a lot of people, like a lot of actual good designers. They just put their portfolio on there. They put things they've, I don't know, like personal projects, designs they've been tinkering with that they think, hey, this might be uh, cool to show off. You can just go there and get inspired. It's another form of being inspired instead of actually using what you see as a as a guide. Um, for me, the filtering part is kind of hard. <laughs> what I nowadays do is I find the terminology that I um, that I'm looking for. So for example, flat design, including table, including search, I, I type flat design table search. I'll get a huge list of results, a ton of images, and you can sort it on likes and stuff like that. But mostly what I'm looking for is I scan through the results and find the image that resembles what I had, what, what I think my representation of that specific data should look like. Yeah. And yeah, it's, it's not easy. It's a struggle to find exactly what you're looking for. But I'll pick my top five and then kind of validate it with my own own data and see if I can <coughs> see if I can achieve something similar to that what I see on the design and and to be honest some designs are they look great <laughs> but once you start implementing them you're like hey what about this interaction how 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 will this ever work outside of just these three columns it won't fit yeah that's kind of tricky about dribble is that it's like it's made for and by designers so mm -hmm. uh, a lot of the projects on there are also more like design concepts or like <laughs> they, they give like designers a free hand to do anything they like so not always there are also like real world examples of uh, how they solve problems but um there's also a lot of designs on there that, that haven't been proven yet in in you know in the real world so Take it with a bit of a grain of salt, and also like with your own like knowledge to, you know, check if and make sure beforehand or while developing, I guess, uh, if it will work. And maybe, I mean, you can just find your own way probably to fix uh, a problem. But one thing I think about getting inspired and reading resources on the internet is, like, the trick is finding the right resource. And this episode is kind of a, a mix of things that I think you should uh, just look up. Uh, if you didn't know about any of these resources, I think it's, it's cool to just browse through, listen and watch or, and read. 
what everybody is doing on that platform or website. Uh, another thing is some resources you have to know about to use. Like they, they don't show up on Google. <laughs> they will never show up unless you know exactly what you're looking for. Uh, other resources are a bit easier if you are using a specific technology or framework. I want to find a balance when I use resources. I want to use uh, the like technical resources for a good base and understanding of the technology I'm using. But I also want to use something a bit more floaty, a bit more designy, a bit more uh, visually impactful. Creative, even? Exactly. The, the, you shouldn't just, like, as a developer, front like a web developer at least, and you're doing front-end things, you shouldn't just use the documentation of React and MDN, Mozilla Developer Network. You should also frequent communities and platforms that actually have humans instead of companies sharing their findings and sharing their inspiration and, and their their work. You'll find that you'll get inspired quicker. I feel like uh, most of the d designs and the resources that you find on those websites are a lot more human and they have a, a spark and a personality. And that's, I think, the first thing you see on a website is you know the visual part of it, not how it's coded and what kind of framework you're using. So it's a really good reminder for me to not only look at technique and technology and and like the back side of things, but also use the front side to achieve what I want, a specific look and feel, a personality or a message I want to put, you know, present. That's how I use resources. I try to find a, a balance between different types of resources, different mediums and different uh, goals that the resources provide. And it's kind of fun. It's it's part of the web development journey. It's something that you should definitely spend some time on as a web developer to not only get what you want uh, out of a project, but also um, expand your your skill set and expand your... Help me out here. Uh, knowledge. Yes. Knowledge. Knowledge. I also think like... Um... Uh, besides looking at other people's uh, uh, articles and, and inspiration and stuff like that, that uh, I think it's also a nice, th this podcast might be a nice trigger to also uh, inspire others yourself and like uh, maybe write an article about something that you've been uh, working hard on, on, you know, a topic that you've been struggling with and, and, and something that was hard to find any information on. And I think it's, um yeah it opens up more openness on the web and and you will help a lot of other people uh solving the same problem you might have had in the past so wow what a wholesome take yeah i mean that's also the reason why we have this podcast right to try and help other people not only technical but just you know in general life uh with, with just subjects that other people also encounter i mean it, it, like the least we can do right try and help other people solve problems we've had before. Yeah, learn from our mistakes because we've made plenty. And we're still making mistakes. <laughs> it's part of life. But I definitely agree with that statement that once you have, you know, once you ha have suffered through a specific challenge in life, the best thing you can do is share that experience and let other people know how you dealt with it. It's it's a beautiful thing to share with others, 
and grow together instead of competing all the time. And yeah, if you're listening to this podcast, I think you would appreciate that sentiment as well, because, you know, we're also sharing our lives and our, our experiences with our careers and our whatever. I just wanted to add one small part, and that's that, like, if you, uh, I can imagine some people, especially like beginners, they are kind of afraid maybe to share uh, their knowledge or like their, their what they've learned or encountered and how they solved it because they're insecure. Um, I, I get that, I guess. Uh, I, I would just like to add that y- you can share it wherever you want. Like, you don't need to share it to... I don't know, like a, a website that has like a, a high amount of visitors. Um, uh, like maybe like dev.2 is is like a, a good place because I think a lot of the articles there get like covered by uh, all the other articles, right? There's, there's a lot on there. So I'm pretty sure that uh, a lot of information that's shared over there is not like on the on the front page. Um, but if some, someone is looking specifically for uh, a solution to a problem they might find your solution and that's already like nice to 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 find yeah it feels you get a warm feeling when you find what you want on the internet especially an obscure topic and if you can provide that kind of info or that 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 you know the the fix you found for that issue that's such a heartwarming thing to notice on the internet is people like to share instead of you know keeping secrets and even then, like after you shared your article, maybe someone posts a comment on there and he's like, hey, have you tried this? Because this is how I solved it. You know, that's, that's, we all have to be, mm-hmm. we all have to work together. Yeah. And I think one of the things that I've sometimes struggled with is being this open with coworkers. Why can't you share your struggles with coworkers either? Just talk to whoever you want. If you don't want to share it on the internet, talk to um, an ex colleague. If you're a freelancer, talk to whoever who who's who might get inspired or might have, you know, have something like if you think you have something useful, just share it with whoever. And I think the world will be a better place. Agreed. And with that, we say goodbye. Yeah, go go fly our little birds and make the world a better place. Ah, ah. That's okay. Yeah, what? Are our listeners a bunch of crows? They're birds. So it doesn't matter what sound they make. Yeah, you're right. Go. Just just get out. <laughs> get, get out of here. <laughs> Stop listening to this podcast. Go live yeah, your go, life. Go touch some grass. Get out. Maybe they are outside listening to your podcast on the grass. You don't know. Hmm. No, I hope they are. It's nice and healthy. That's true. Go, go outside and uh, enjoy your life. And thank you for listening to our podcast. And I hope you catch us next time on Aerocode Coffee.